Alrighty, folks, how you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 podcast. Once again, I am Russell, your host. I want to thank you for tuning in. Your time is very valuable, and you're spending it here. I hope that as we walk this journey together, you are picking up information, little tidbits that are going to help you not only improve your life, but improve the lives of those around you. Because there are times when we need to lead, and there are times that we need to follow. And I hope that in listening to these podcasts, following me on social media, it's helping you know when to lead or giving you the motivation to step up and take that leadership role that those most important to you might actually need in their life at this point in time. So don't forget, follow on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, the YouTube channel, and the website, all those links are in the description box. If you visit the website, you can get three free downloads. One is on setting goals, and that's going to help you whether you're just getting into exercise, maybe you fell off the wagon and you haven't exercised in a while, or maybe you're an advanced exerciser, experienced, and you still are missing something. Something's not getting you to that next level. I said there's one on nutrition and on supplementation, giving you some of the basics on what you need and what can be helpful in those areas as well because we all know that nutrition is very important and sometimes supplementation will be needed to create that healthy lifestyle that you are wanting. So right there at the beginning, that's one of my favorite Conscious rappers, they might say. Christian rapper, that's D1 and Lecrae. The song is called Work. That is D-E-E-1 and Lecrae. The song is called Work. So like I said, thank you for tuning in. And let's get in to this episode. Alright folks, welcome to episode number 57. If I get this correct and hopefully do not edit it incorrectly and I want to thank you for tuning in this one's going to be a podcast about my experiences this year on my endurance training my endurance events and that is going to be a Spartan trifecta and a half Ironman that's those were my fitness goals this year those are what I completed so let's get into it. I'm going to start with the half Ironman. For those of you who are interested in that and are thinking about that, that's going to be a little less talking, or at least that topic will be shorter. So let's get into that. So the reason why I even decided to do a half Ironman um, was because I switched jobs. I do personal training on the side, um, and I'd gotten a new part-time job that was just easier for me, easier on my body. Um, I did landscaping for, you know, my whole life from 18 till I started working here pretty much and then some time off when I went to the uh, personal train at the gym. I just wasn't able to build that clientele up at the gym, uh, but I was able to find some clients 
outside of the gym. So I ended up going to an old boss's restaurant and now I'm just there working at his restaurant, cooking, serving, doing all those things. If he opens up another restaurant, I'll manage that one while personal training. So he had done four or five Ironman, um, a couple other running endurance events here in Colorado where I'm from. Um, and he brought up the idea of doing a half Ironman. So I did a half Ironman. And actually, I also did my first triathlon Olympic distance, which was right before that, which is what I'll start with, I guess. So he's the one who created the program. I was going to create kind of my own program and go from there. Uh, but since he had experience, I went with him. And what he programmed for me to do, the exercises. Uh, so it, we ended, it ended up being about a 20... 20 to 24 week program until he actually gave me that 20 week program I was just in the gym trying to swim more because I knew I was a horrible swimmer so I was just doing a lot of swimming a little bit of running and biking during that time and if you want to know more about what I actually did week to week if you go to my YouTube channel I have a vlog going week to week telling you exactly what I did, what my workouts were supposed to be from week one leading up to week 20. So if you're interested in doing that, you know, free program pretty much. If you do everything that I did, everything that I talk about in that vlog, you'll have an exact program that you need to get going. Now, is it the greatest? I couldn't tell you. Were there things that I would do differently? Of course, just based on my own personal training, right? And how I design programs. I trained one client that did the Olympic distance, I think it was, when I was at the gym. And her and I did some, some different things. Uh, but I was going with him because he had the experience. So once again, the YouTube channel will be in the description box. If not, it's True Results 303 uh, Be careful, there are two of them. One will have zero videos. The other one will have 800 videos. And that's just because when I set up my Google Maps account, it automatically created a YouTube channel for me. So that one has zero, and the other one I changed to True Results 303 Personal Training as well. So, you know, it was just a lot of, of course, biking, you know, running and swimming. Um, and I actually started to enjoy it. The pool at times can get boring. Uh, you know, the bike rides... I mean, it all gets boring. Either way, exercise in general gets boring. So don't let that lie feed into you of you're someone that likes to exercise versus uh, do endurance. It always is horrible. But when you're out there on the course, it's, you know, it's worth it. You know, because it's like anything else, which I'll, I'll, this right here is going to carry over to the Spartan race. There's always going to be times to where you hit a certain spot during the race that you're usually all around the same people. You'll pass each other a few times back and forth and you can joke and you have that camaraderie uh, out on the course. It's the same thing with Iron Man as it is with Spartan. And then there'll be times where you'll have someone that probably started an hour before you, just burn past you like it's nothing, then you're gonna hate life and you're gonna think you, you suck, but in reality, you're going at your pace and that's what it's all about. You Especially you can't let your first time ever beat you up, right? Because that first time, like anything else in life, is just you're setting the standard, 
right? You're setting your standard. And then from there, now your objective is to surpass your standard if you decide to perform these races again. And in my opinion, if you trained properly and at least put in some decent work, it's most likely something you'll try at least one more time, right? Because usually if you didn't put in the right amount of work, you are going to be miserable and horrible almost the entire event. And at that time, you're probably not going to do it. I heard, uh, again, I heard another podcast where they say, yeah, every year, you know, Iron Man's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But unfortunately, a lot of these people do not train correctly and they're just one-time participants because they just want to say they did it, it was a horrible experience, and they're done. And that could be the case when I enter into this full Ironman next year, right? So in reality, my endurance, I'm just going to, I should have said this earlier, my endurance accomplishments for 2000, I think we're in 17, was uh, Olympic triathlon, a half, half Ironman, and then a Spartan trifecta. Those were my accomplishments for this year. Um, for the... Ironman, I'll just go with that. I actually really enjoyed the swim for the half Ironman versus the Olympic. For the Olympic, I struggled. It was my first time in open water. I swam off course. I had to backtrack a bunch. Um, There was less people in the Olympic, but I think I liked the fact that there were more people. I got kicked more. I got hit more. uh, But I think that drove me to want to do better, to push myself harder, and then As well, it just gave me more people to look at and follow when I was doing the race. Because last time in the Olympic, a guy was following me and yeah, we were off course. (laughs) And I had to backtrack the whole roundabout area, the turnaround. Um, So that really ticked me off. After that, I really struggled there for a couple minutes. I was just kind of floating, barely swimming, and then some dudes caught up to me. And when those guys caught up to me, I was like, all right, I need to go. I need to push myself. And they, those guys actually helped me through it, even though I have no clue who they were. And they, in the long run, still burned me. And it was over, right? Uh, but with the the half Ironman, I think the difference was in the, the Olympic, they were sending out heats in the swim every five minutes. Uh, and there was a lot less people in those heats, I think. Versus in the Ironman, they were sending them out every three. In the half Ironman, every three minutes. So you're passing people. People are passing you. Uh, You know, when you get tired, people are just waiting in the water. I slammed into a couple people. Uh, A couple people ran me over. Uh, But once again, I think it pushed me uh, to do better. And, And it gave me the opportunity to not get off a course because there were so many people in the water. I always had time to look around and, and see the buoys and follow somebody. And once again, when you're following somebody and you're eyeing them, just make sure that they know what they're doing. Because if not, you're in the wrong, you're in the complete wrong area, which can be a bummer. Um, the bike ride was good. For those of you who don't know as well, I guess I should have brought that up. The half Ironman is a 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike ride, and then a half marathon. Uh so the bike ride went well. I had my camel back on. Iron Man did a good job of providing nutrition on the course versus a Spartan race. The uh, Iron Man, they're handing out full Gatorades for you, which in the Spartan race all the way up to the Beast, even the Ultra Beast, all that, you don't get those types of things. 
you'll get a cup of water and some gummies. This one they're handing out on the bike ride. You know, the full 20, the longer, skinnier Gatorades, uh, water, bananas, gel packs, uh, gummies, all those things. Once you get on the bike, on uh, the run, they were handing out, this is where they did more of the Dixie Cup thing, kind of like the Spartan Race does. But they're handing out Dixie Cups of water, Gatorade, soda, Red Bull, banana, orange slices. I mean, they're just giving you top fuel. But once again, it's a, I would say, a more difficult race. So, uh, but once again, you know, it came to a lot of endurance, a lot of run, biking, swimming. And then for those of you who are not new to it, it's a lot of blocking, I think they call it, or stacking, one or the other. And that's just working on those transition periods. So going from the water right onto a bike. So you might do an hour swim, and then you got to get on the bike for 20 minutes to get your body used to coming out of the water, getting upright, and cycling. Or you'll go from cycling for an hour and a half, two hours, and then jumping off your bike and then running for 30 minutes. You know, getting your body used to an hour or two of riding to get off and start running. Let that blood flow and that change of blood flow help you, you know, or get you acclimated to that. Um, and then a little bit of weightlifting, but it got to the point to where I didn't weightlift at all. I just got really, really lazy. And barely did any weightlifting. Um, but I know a lot of the other research I was doing, they said when it came to the full Ironman, weightlifting was going to be very important, strength training. Um, now, once again, it's not going to be bodybuilding strength training, right? You definitely don't want to be going that overboard when you're getting in those, that many miles. Uh, but once again, it was just, uh, uh, I really slacked on that, which almost hurt me in the beast the final race of the Spartan. So uh, let's see. The I think I did my Olympic sprint probably about June, maybe May. I think it was June, June or July. I think it might have been July. It was whenever my fiance was having her family reunion, um, and I did my Spartan races for the trifecta. Uh, the trifecta is, for those of you who don't know, you have to do all three races in one year, in a calendar year, which would be their sprint, which is three to five miles, their super, which is eight to ten, and then their beast, which is 13 plus. So the three to five has, I think, like 15 to 20 obstacles. Their eight, the super, the eight to 10 mile has 20 to 25, and then their beast has, I think, 30 to 35 obstacles, and then they have an ultra beast, hurricane heats, uh, the hurricane heats are more team building, which is like a 12 hour or 20 out, 24 hour. And then they have the Agoji, which is a 60 hour. Um, so I did, and I think it was May, I did the super and the sprint back to back. And this is just because I didn't want to pay the money to travel. Then in July, I did the uh, Olympic triathlon. Then August 5th, I think it was, I did the half Ironman. And then August 26th, I did the trifecta the beast to complete my trifecta. So, yeah, I got the training. I've got all that Iron Man stuff out of the way. Now let's get into the trifecta since I just discussed that. Um, now, once again, for this, I'm going into the super and sprint weekend. I injured my calf running for the Iron Man. So luckily my friend that I performed those with, he cramps a lot. 
and struggles with keeping hydrated during these races. So those were took forever. We pretty much walked the entire thing. I had to push him. Even though I had a calf injury, I had to push him to go faster. So our times were horrific. Um, I think for the, the sprint, people were usually dominating that course in about an hour to an hour and a half, something like that. I think it took us two, three hours. The uh, 8 to 10, I think that one took us like four or five hours. And then when I did the Beast, he actually got injured. My fiance did the Beast with me, and we did the Beast here in Breckenridge in four hours and 53 minutes. So I literally did that Beast just as fast, I think, as I probably did that Super, if not only like an hour longer. Um, And for my fiance, that was her first one. She had done a Tough Mudder. Uh, I think the month before for her first event ever, and then she decided that she wanted to do that beast, uh, which was great. I probably could have done it faster, uh, but I wasn't going to leave my fiance. Like my friends, I'll ditch you guys no matter what, Uh, but as long as they have someone, you know, you don't ditch one man and leave one man behind. So uh, my fiance and I did it, so that was her time. Her time was 4.53 as well, Um, so I probably could have pushed a little harder, but she toughed through. She... She womaned up, right? So as far as training for that, um, and for those of you, if this is your first podcast, uh, I also had a podcast, let me look it up here a while back, uh, Tips on Endurance Training, episode 50. Um, So give that a go. That one might be more geared towards, uh, I think, the Half Ironman, but in general, you can almost apply those principles to any podcast. Uh, next was, um, what about uh, trifecta or Spartan training tips? Now for this one, compared to last year at the same time, I did the same beast race in Breckenridge here in Colorado. That was my first one ever. Not too much endurance training. I was lifting more at that time. And uh, my legs were jacked up. I did not have a camelback. I did for this. That's because I had the camelback for the bike ride during the... Ironman race as well Um, and let me skip back to that real quick if you're on that Ironman course what you need to know is when you see the pros or the experienced people that have their water bottle holders on their bike they'll drink it and then when it's done they just chuck it and then they replace it with one of those Gatorades my water bottle was the water bottle my fiance got me so I didn't want to throw it Um, towards the end of the race I ran out of water in my pack and everything so in reality what you should do in my opinion what I should have done was stopped, took off my bag, refilled it, never threw those Gatorades away because you get to a certain part of the, uh, what do you want to call it, the nutrition stations, and then I would just drink my Gatorade till then and chuck it. And in reality, I should have filled up my, my water bottle and kept those nutrients on me, which have probably would have powered me through the run because for me during the run, when I would drink the water, drink anything they give me, i just get nauseous. Um, but back to the Spartan, definitely use a camel back there as well. That was kind of the knowledge I took from the Ironman because last year I didn't and my legs were cramping so hard, but I was still just running through it. Like I said, this year our beast race was 4.53. Last year with some of my buddies as we would kind of lose each other in the during the race, uh, I did it in six hours. And um, then I definitely didn't have as much cardio under my belt. So I was struggling. I could have still ran. The pain didn't really bother me. It was pain, but I really didn't care. Um, But once again, take 
uh, Camelback. I saw people doing the Ultra Beast, which is just doing the Beast course twice. No water, no Camelback, nothing. And that's just insane to me, especially after I saw the difference I, that it helped having that extra water to be able to drink whenever you want. So now, as for training tips for for you guys, um, I would say cardio it up because no matter what, you'll be able to run. A lot of those obstacle courses, the the obstacles are just like jumping over walls, you know, um, carrying odd objects like a sandbag. So if anything, I wouldn't focus much on lifting. I mean, you can if you're a lifter, that's fine. But you want to practice like bear hugging a bucket and carrying it, um, you know, for probably the length of a football field. Uh, carrying a sandbag on your shoulders, probably the length of a football field. Working on your rope climb um, and using your footwork because earlier when we did the super and the and the sprint and even last year, I, I just manned up and just lifted with, you know, just pulled my body up, didn't use my legs at all. And I knew I didn't have as much upper body strength because I had just really, you know, eliminated weightlifting from my routine for the last three four months and on this one i could see the obstacle gauntlet in front of me they had like six obstacles in a row all within a you know a football field length and i didn't want to waste my energy trying to climb the rope with my arms so i ended up just using my legs which saved energy a bunch so you know when you're out there any way you can conserve energy and strength is always a good thing um, next would be my number one tip, which is the, the things I fail at the most are the monkey bars. I got one of the three or the four. Uh, the first year last year, I got zero, absolutely zero. Um, and then coming up to this year when I did the super and the sprint, I got the same one, which is just the straight bar. And then going from, you know, they have an elevation change up, down, up, down, up, down. And then if you're lucky enough to get just the rings, I can usually get, I got the rings on the sprint at the beginning of the year, but then they'll do weird things where it's like from a ring to like a little nunchuck bar to a, a regular bar, you know, like a monkey bar type thing, but it's going, uh, you know, north to south with the rings or they'll, and then it'll go back to rings and then to like baseballs and all these weird things. So if you want to eliminate uh, burpees because versus a Tough Mudder versus a Spartan race for every obstacle you fail you have to do 30 burpees so once again practice your burpees as well um, yeah so for me it's more of practice hanging practice rings practice burpees and you'll be fine and then other than that just run 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 hike 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 um, especially if you're here in Colorado I did all my races in Colorado so I've never experienced the Spartan race outside of Colorado and for here, all of them, there are steep hills. So if you can hike, do it with a rucksack, with a backpack with weight on, even with just a weighted vest would help, um, you'll be good to go if you're doing it that way. So in my opinion, as long as you're doing a lot of trail, you know, running in general, trail running, uh, monkey bars, burpees, and then I was, there's one more I was going to say, um, Yeah, I think that was it. Let me let me play them again. Running, hiking, burpees, uh, monkey bars. 
I think if you do all those things and then a hydration pack, keeping a, a Camelback with you, if you do the, all those things, you will knock that race out of the park. Because this year I felt, I felt like, I mean, I was miserable still, not as miserable as last year, but I, I truly think I could have just went for the Ultra Beast this year. Uh, so I think if you get those five things, you're going to dominate the course there at any Spartan race, in my opinion. All right, folks, I'm going to end it right there. Let me see the time. Yeah, we're at pushing 20 minutes. Um, you know, there's not really anything else I can think about. Besides that, when you're doing all these things, you got to make sure that you're eating properly. I didn't do that. Um, once again, it's, it's uh, try to lose weight. That's always going to make it easier. Any monkey bar is going to make it easier swinging when losing weight. Any burpee, running, you're just going to, not be beating up your body as much. Of course, same thing on the right, on the bike ride and for the Ironman and stuff. If you're, if you're ten pounds lighter, that's ten pounds lighter. You've got to run, swim, and bike through, through the air, right? When you're moving. So you know the key thing is that, <clears throat> and then the the number one thing as well to think about when you're doing these races is make sure that you know a month or so leading up to the race, you are experimenting with these different liquids and gels and fruits and vegetables, whatever you're going to eat and use on the course, make sure that you are using these things during your training so when you get out there, you're not cramping and you're not struggling. I apologize for the noise. Um, so yeah, you know, that's, that's the other tip. So those are the easiest tips that you can do. Those were my experiences. Great experience. Um, both races were a great experience. Um, pushed me to my limits. I think for this round, uh, this year, it was the half Ironman was ten times worse than the than the beast, you know. Uh, but for the for the Ironman, I enjoyed every minute of it except like the last two miles of the run. The last two miles of the run killed me it was more of like i'm gonna walk to that bush and then i'm gonna run to that rock and then i'm gonna walk to that tree and that's why i said if you carry that camel back with you make sure you're filling it up get off your bike what's five minutes when those last two miles when i was running about 12 minute miles at the you know even at the 11 mile mark i was running 12 minute miles and then those last two miles took me 20 minutes a piece i think so i ended up being on the on the course for an extra 20 minutes just because I ran out of juice, right? Um, so get off your bike for three minutes to refuel. Who knows, you might even cycle better because you've got more fuel on you and you're consuming more. I might have ran faster during all those other ones. And if not, at least I'm still going to save 15 minutes at the end of that race, right? And then for that one, my I didn't bring that up. My time was like six hours and 45 minutes. I think was my time for the half Ironman. Um, so there you go. What's coming up for me next year? Next year, I'm at least going to do a full Ironman and an Ultra Beast. And then when I was doing the, when we were in Fort Carson here in Colorado, uh, performing back to back the Sprint and Super, I was joking with my buddy saying they need to have a trifecta weekend where you can just knock all of them out in the same week. And lo and behold, they actually do. So I might do the trifecta weekend next year instead of the beast, the ultra beast. 
or I might see if I can do because they don't have them here in Colorado, which is kind of the downfall. So uh, I might have to travel for the old, for the trifecta, which I really don't want to, because uh, that's the only way I would do another trifecta. Just because I'm cheap, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, pay to travel. So. If not, they they definitely have the Ultra Beast here in Colorado next year. I think it's all they always have one race in Breckenridge. So if anything, I will do that, and I will do the Ultra Beast there, so I don't have to travel. They're gonna have a full Ironman here, so I'll probably do that as well, uh, just so I don't have to travel. Uh, I might travel this year, depending on how my lady feels, because I told her if you want, we can travel somewhere, and you can knock out the Super and the Sprint in the same weekend, and you can get your trifecta the same year I get my trifecta. So I might travel for that. <clears throat> so that's at least what's going on for the next year. I've got plans for the following year, uh, but I'll let you know how that goes when I'm making another podcast. So once again, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, go to YouTube. You got the whole 20-week training program uh, for a half Ironman, if that's something that you're interested in. Um, and, you know, I've got a lot of, I've got about three or four other videos on tips for the Spartan race. So if that's something you're interested in, go for that because I didn't kind of bring up some of those things like what to wear, uh, things to train with or for. I kind of got into that a little bit during this podcast, but there's definitely more and those links should be in the description box as well. So once again, I want to thank you for tuning in and taking the time to listen. I hope this motivates you to push yourself harder. I hope it, you know, what little training tips I shared uh, gives you something to add to your routine that's going to push you to be uh, better. And hopefully it motivated you to set uh, what seems like an impossible fitness goal. And it's going to push you to accomplish that. So thank you. Please subscribe. Please leave a comment if you're on iTunes. And please share this information with someone close to you.